welcome to It Takes a Village, a podcast for parents of teenagers. You're not alone, and here we equip you with ideas and resources to help you walk confidently in your role as the primary discipler in your child's life. This podcast is hosted by the youth ministry staff at First Baptist Church Arlington. That includes Kirk Crodel, our youth pastor, Tanner Watson, our guys minister, and me, Chelsea, our girls minister. We hope that this is a valuable resource to you because it really does take a village. Hey, welcome back to It Takes a Village. I'm Tanner. Kurt, Chelsea, tell me something good. Oh, uh, I was home with a sick baby yesterday Mm, and I was... I was so sure he had hand, foot, and mouth. And Ooh, Tanner, I'm not sure on. if you're familiar with like contagious childhood illnesses, but it's your It's been a while that one's right, since you've awful. had one. Um, but took him to the doctor, and that's not what it is. It's just a viral rash, and he's Hallelujah. fine. No fever. Yeah. Oh, man. Come on. Yes. Yeah, so wow. that was very good. Mm. Hey, praise the Lord. Come on. Amen. Amen. About you, Kurt. You know? Tell me something good. Okay, here's. here's uh, it, <laughs> can I just say this? You can. Uh, and it it refers to the the last two days. We made it on time to school today. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That may not be a big deal, but today felt like one of those days it was not going to happen, and we made it before the bell. That sounds the, like a big deal. <laughs> it, I, it, just felt, the week, it just feels like that kind of week where um, – yeah, it's just it's everything's piling up. It's just it's just been a tough, challenging week, and that seems like really simple and odd. And maybe by the time you're listening to this, that won't matter. But just trust me, that was a good thing today. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm sure, there's a lot. Surely, there's better things in the world, and maybe even in my life right now. But today, uh, that that's just a simple good. <laughs> you know? Yeah, really good. Well, well, when I ask you for something good, it doesn't have to be. The it, the the best good, just yeah. that's true. Something good. Uh, I I had lunch with our pastor, Doctor Wiles, today, and it was wow. awesome. I really Didn't enjoyed really. myself. It seemed like he enjoyed himself too. <laughs> we had a well, tipsy oat. I had a steak salad. It was delicious. That, they have an excellent steak salad the, the, there. Mm, uh, confession, Chelsea. Place, the reason that I ordered it was oh, we had oh. lunch there that one day as a youth staff. Yep. And you bought it, and it looked delicious. So good. And that's why oh, I bought it today. Okay. I, was I like, remember that now. I think I'm an I'd, influencer. I forgot that. about that. <laughs> Oh man, and it Chelsea's was. Chelsea's a tipsy so oak influencer. You're a fitness influencer. Something like that. Tipsy oak. Sponsor us, please. Tipsy oak, come on, help us out. Downtown Arlington. Oh man, it's so delicious. It's, uh, it was to very go good. Get that salad. Well, sweet. Well, uh, this week steak. on <laughs> this week on it takes a village. Uh, something that we battle with, uh, both in youth wow. ministry and our parents in the room, I feel, oh. is our kids' relationships and their boundaries surrounding cell phones. So it, you would be hard pressed to find a teenager without a cell phone today. And uh, you would also be hard-pressed with those teenagers to find a teenager that didn't also have a smartphone when it comes to cell phones. And while being able to communicate with our teens and them being able to communicate is often a great thing, especially since it's so easy now, uh, this new digital age also comes with its own sets of struggles. And Between screen time and the infinite nature of the Internet, 
at a teen's fingertips, phones can quickly go from a convenient communication device to uh, perhaps an unhealthy habit or addiction. Mm. So mm-hmm. uh, we're cool. we're looking for ways that we can ride that line between making sure our teens have a healthy relationship with the technology that helps define their life and uh, this whole modern age. Uh, cell phones aren't going away, y'all. Um, yeah. Smartphones, the internet's you, here to stay. Do you think it's so, going to stay? I think so. Y two K. I don't know. It, it didn't work. Okay. So. Well, I just I, you know. I sometimes do, you I wonder. Mean, it's crazy because it continues to evolve. Man. I, mean, I got my mm-hmm. so fast. first cell phone when I was fifteen, but it was just a phone. And now mm-hmm. a, a smartphone is really like a computer that you can also make phone calls on, right? Yes. Like the Good access word. you have Good with word. it, the things that it can do are very different. And so, yeah, the boundaries that we set are going to be different than maybe what we had when we were teenagers. Certainly. Or I don't, Cronel, how old were you when you got a cell phone? Uh, okay well we got our first cell phone at my house when i was in i think junior high it was it was it was one of the cooler days of my life because i thought we were super cool Uh, no it was like a bag it it, (laughs) now my parents had the choice to either have either have it installed in our car in my mom's car or the bag and you you know and so i actually it actually went to the dump about Probably three months ago. Okay. In, uh, in, in Greenville, it. Texas. It's a relic. I, I actually accidentally, the guy who helped me take everything to the dump didn't realize that I was trying to keep that. And so it accidentally, because oh, I was going to bring it home and just to show my kids. But that was um, probably 90, 95. No, okay. no, probably 93, 94, because I was still in high school. That's exciting. Man, I was in high school. So yeah, I was in high school. I was, uh, yeah. It was a great day. We couldn't use it. Like you couldn't, you know, you could only oh, call no. on it, but yeah. you couldn't use it, uh-huh. like unless it was a like real emergency, right? Because uh-huh. you couldn't afford to, you know, like make a call on it. It's like so, a dollar a minute or something. So when did you get your first phone that you were like able to carry oh, in your oh, pocket? Oh, that one that I could. Oh, I could carry in my pocket. That's a different story. No, I know. I was in college. I was. Okay. Uh, I was a junior in college, and it was a flip phone. It's actually still my truck. Um, <laughs> Those things never break. No, no. Oh my no, God. Was it Nokia? Was it? It. <laughs> it was a Nokia. Yeah. There it had the you, little, oh, yeah. Had the, you know, it was like, had the little, the, the bottom part that flipped down. Uh-huh. And you could store like nine phone numbers in it, something like that. But <laughs> you'd drag uh, that through the mud and throw it against the brick wall and dude, still take a I call. Promise you, I promise if, if I could find a charger for it, I believe it would still work today. Those <laughs> things were wicked. Though I bought my first Nokia with Snake, you know, with a game uh-huh, on it. Uh huh. You, know, you carried it on your belt. It was like pretty cool. Uh, back in, that would be, it was, I got it like the week before my first date with Teresa. Oh, wow. So, so you that would her. be. Yeah, how romantic. So 99. Yeah. A good marker. Got my own phone number. <laughs> I can remember. So my that first would phone be was like December 7th. Uh, what kind? A slider? I don't know if that was actually, it, was, it just slid up and down. Oh, nice. But it didn't yeah. have like the full keyboard. Oh. It was like just the the digits, but. The, you know. <laughs> the digits. Yeah. Well, I think uh, to start the conversation off, I think something that's really important uh, about boundaries around phones is defining or sometimes redefining a teen's relationship with their mm, phone. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's it's really good to look at a phone as a tool or something like, e- and maybe this is an extreme example, but teens have to learn how to drive, right? You yeah. don't just, they don't just get to drive or at least they don't where I'm from. Uh, and <laughs> you hope not. They... <clears throat> 
they learn all these things and i'm not saying that you need a license to carry a phone um some kids might need a license to carry a phone <laughs> that's fair but, i can um, name a few do you want to name uh when we we don't just jump in a car we respect a car because it's a tool for us and yeah. i think that if we, if we define our relationships with our cell phones and if teens define their relationships with their cell phones as a tool that's a really healthy starting hmm. point uh, it, it can help you recognize that not everything their phone has to offer, not everything that uh, this uh, computer has to offer is actually healthy for us, that there's actually some pretty unhealthy stuff uh, out there that's obtainable yeah. because of our phone and just our phone in and of itself and the way we use it can actually be unhealthy for us. So uh, I think part of the way that parents can kind of loop teens into this understanding is showing them how much a phone costs um, it, from like that very wow. initial bill. I mean, an iPhone right now, like the new iPhone always costs a thousand dollars. Like it's always, mm -mm. and like you can like obviously bring that down with like trade-ins and stuff like that. But like if you're buying flat out, it's going to cost you at least a grand. Yeah. And that's like the base model. So show your teen what it costs to buy an iPhone. <laughs> and that's not where it ends. I'm sure everybody listening to this that has a cell phone understands uh, that there's a bill that comes every month that every month uh, they, mm -hmm. they don't miss yeah they keep charging like they've not forgotten me uh, yet they have great memories <laughs> um at&t in uh, my, my family's life uh sends us that bill <laughs> and uh but uh i think when you loop your teen into what it costs to initially buy a phone yeah. and then how much it costs month to month to maintain that phone and keep it running, uh, it, that's a really healthy way for them to understand uh, that this phone is not just something that lands in their lap. It's a tool, it's a privilege, it comes with responsibilities, mm -hmm. and someday that conversation ends up being they have to buy their phone for themselves. Whoa. They have to uh, pay for that monthly data and that monthly minutes. And I guess right. a lot of plans are probably unlimited nowadays, but sure. um, that costs money. And it's something to be uh, stewarded, I believe. So uh, I, I think to kind of cap as part of that initial foundation of our relationships with our cell phones, you, you really ultimately need to show your teen that you trust them. It's important that uh, we offer trust with these phones. This isn't about control. It's not about controlling everything that your teen does with their phones. Rather, I think it's about a teen knowing and uh, being equipped to make wise decisions mm -hmm. with their cell phones, knowing or rather knowing how to use their cell phone wisely. And when you start to build that healthy boundary around your phone it's much much easier i think to celebrate some of the things we can achieve like it's great that i can call my mom right now and she mm -hmm. can answer and it's a beautiful thing that my grandma you know she like uh, she lives in arizona and i could call her right now and talk to her and it would sound like she's right next to me if self-service weird is um that's a really beautiful thing and it's a really beautiful thing that someone can say something about the way that british soccer works and i don't understand a lick of it and i can just <laughs> google it and have a very accurate conversation and, and uh, understanding 
of British soccer at my fingertips because mm-hmm. of the internet. It's a it's a really cool thing that when used wisely uh, and mm-hmm. used um, with the right mindset uh, can really enhance the way that we interact with the world around us. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, Tanner. I think there was something really valuable when my parents said, if you want to know the answer, just go get the encyclopedia <laughs> off the shelf, <laughs> you know, and, and see if there's an entry for it. Hey, <laughs> if you and if you need that, like we st- I still have the encyclopedias that we used growing up. So if that would be helpful, if anyone's Ooh, listening, yes. and you don't have a set at your house. <laughs> and you want to do that? I'll. I'd be glad. I've only got one set, but I'd be glad to help you out with that. And the, the, um, from the library of the Crodal family. That's right. Yeah. Go. Go look that up in the encyclopedia. Exactly. That's funny because that's exactly what we did and learned. Like that's how you figured things out. Now, that is so foreign to me. Uh, no, <laughs> okay. There's. There's. There, clearly, I'm the digital immigrant. Tanner is the digital native, and Chelsea's still digital native, but she, I mean, but a digital native who had books in her so. house. Yes, well, I'm kind of on the in between, but it is funny because I know we've talked about in the past a lot of Gen Z would consider their phone not a tool, but rather a like a digit, like part mm, of themselves, yeah. and yeah. so mm-hmm. without it feeling very incomplete. Um, yeah, but I also I love what you said about you know not everything is healthy or beneficial because that goes right along with these biblical principles we've been discussing at church about, Mm -hmm. um, yes, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. That's right. We can do things, but... Yeah, in 1 Corinthians (laughs) 10, 23, uh, if you're curious... That's not just us. Oh, sorry. Maybe I taught on that last (laughs) night, so that's why we're... I mean, it's because our pastor preached on that recently, Mm. and so I remember that verse clearly. Yeah, that's good. But, I mean, seriously, you look at that, and, and that is how we see that. That, that our students at least oftentimes see it, particularly once they kind of have it, they have the full license, they have the mm-hmm. freedom that that brings. But but I would say in some ways, like you, you mentioned, we're not just going to hand them the keys and tell them just take off, good luck, hope you, hope you make it, you know, when you get your license. We begin with a process that for oft, I mean, oftentimes I hear parents talking about it starts at like the school parking lot somewhere where's a very large parking lot mm-hmm. with maybe not a lot of lights inside there that you could take out light poles, yeah. but places that you can go and begin to try to, to help your student navigate that process. That And I think that's the same way that we have to, to – help our students when it comes to a phone, which in some ways seems so natural to us, maybe just like jumping in our car and starting the car and driving off somewhere. Mm -hmm. We don't think twice about it, but we have to, I believe, the best way is to help gradually kind of work our students into that. Now, clearly, once they have a phone, that's something they have, but a part of that is the guidelines that go along with that, you know, Mm -hmm. and so... Um, can I jump into the contract? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that a great segue. That's it. Yeah, okay, well, what do you know? <laughs> but one of those things, seriously, we've talked about this for years, and then it wasn't until this past year that I, I made that jump in our home to where we had you know, a, a child with a phone. And I'll be honest with you, that happened a year earlier than we anticipated it. You know, mm-hmm. Because we had always said at 13 was when the phone was going to come. What changed in our life, in our home, was it in sixth grade uh, because of the activities that our, our oldest was involved in in school, part of that being banned. Um, he, uh, there was a big field trip you know, last year, like to Houston. There were several things, and so there were a lot of times, uh, much more time than he's ever been. He was going to be at school you know, late, doing some things, um, on trips without us, which, you know, again, that was new to us. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and we're like, oh, my goodness, this is really happening. 
but made the decision we felt like it was time for a phone for him that was a big step now it was a great day for him because he felt like you know he finally arrived but mm-hmm. with that there are a lot of things that uh, that are not enabled on his phone to this mm. point still he doesn't have a web browser so like he's got an iphone safari is not on his phone so he's still using the encyclopedia that's at exactly home. right okay, good. the encyclopedia is where we are navigating and it works great um yeah. as long as you need information from 1968 it's perfect <laughs> was not born in 68 they were old when i got them okay um but one of the things i would tell you i I think a contract is key Mm -hmm. and part of that just like you said tanner is we look at the realities of cost and um you know it's a it's a big step and it is a big commitment and part of that because just like because you hand the keys to a car to your teenager there's a lot of risk involved in that Mm -hmm. uh, right and so whether we want to kind of admit it or I don't think any of us could say we don't believe it. There is a huge risk involved when we hand a phone off to our kid, a smartphone, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because of the access they have mainly just to the internet, right? Mm-hmm. And so with that, my goodness, and you realize that even with just a few uh, keystrokes, man, it can unlock things that you just can't go back. You can't take back. And mm-hmm. so a part of that I think is, is trying to figure out what are the boundaries we want to set? How do we want to protect our children? And doing that, you, you've got to have some of that figured out before you ever walk in, you know, to the AT&T store, mm-hmm. at least where we went, to get a phone. And and a part of that is the contract. And so I think just some really important things. And we've got some uh, things we'll send you. Uh, we could probably put, I guess, in kind of show notes, yep. the parent queue is where we started. And the parent queue has a great um, – a great phone contract on their resources page. I didn't. Uh, I didn't bring a copy with that or with me. But part of that is just really trying to lay out some of the ground rules. Like realistically, what are we talking about? What kind of things are are and are not um, going to be something you're going to allow your child to have access to? Mm-hmm. And so some of that is the time, the time frame, how much time your student has on their phone. Um, you know. I mean, even things I know, like, um, you know, how your phone has to be charged. Because one of the things with us is, if you're going to have this phone, when we call, when we text, we expect you to respond. And if not, we'll take the phone. We'll park the phone for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we have to do that sometimes. And so, um, it, you know, just, just some of these boundaries that we have to create and kind of set up for our students, um, knowing what the boundaries are. And that's for us. One of the things I'll tell you this: the and I'm, you know, we think the three of us are, uh, we all have um, Apple products, so we all carry iPhones. One of the things the iPhone has done um, in the last few years, they've changed a lot of their parental settings, a lot of the the, the, the screen time, different things you can set up. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't end up going through another app to kind of slow things down for our for our son we were able to do all that through uh, things that already exist on that phone so mm-hmm. that's navigating what apps he has available mm-hmm. um, we have the passwords and so he can't download an app on his phone we have to download that for him because he thankfully at this point still has not broken the code so he doesn't know what the passwords are so to update an app to put an app on his phone i have to do that um, we have you can set time limits on every individual app on his phone. Mm-hmm. So there are apps that we allow him to use all the time. There's also contacts that we can set um, that he can use all the time. So for us, that's several family members, and that's Mr. David, our children's pastor. 
um, those are folks that he can call all the time. And so he knows if he needs something, these are the people he can always communicate with. Um, but yeah, there's a ton of things I can say about that. But I just think the contract's key. One of the things really is we need to go back and revisit that because it's been a while, it's been some time, it's been a year for us. Mm-hmm. And so just revisiting that often, making sure you're updating that. Some of that too, I think key, y'all, is just what are the consequences? Yeah. Because um, because one of the things I've also learned is this this is a tool that can be a really good motivator mm. times for your, your children. And so um, screen time has always been a big deal we try to pay attention to in our home. And so now this screen time is one that's really important mm-hmm. to him, even though he doesn't he's not able to communicate a lot with his friends. And, you know, seven thirty at night I think is when all that shuts down for him. And so but he still wants to have access to that phone. And so sometimes the phone has become a motivator when it comes to grades or cleaning his room or mm. um, how he treats um, you know, folks in our family. So there's some really positive things that can come from that. But, um, yeah, I think the contract is imperative, and I don't think you, you ever hand a phone to a kid without it. Yeah, mm. and I think it's really helpful for them to understand the expectations up front. Not that you can't institute a contract later, yeah. but – knowing what's expected and what's going to happen if those expectations are not met. Mm. Um, you're not surprised when, exactly <laughs> when right. there are consequences for your actions. You know, That's always a good thing. And uh, whoever your provider is, I know you just go through the iPhone, but every provider is going to have their own tools for parents. So mm-hmm. that whether that's limits on your data, um, uh, talked and text limits. I mean, we used to pay... 25 cents for every text so (laughs) very different now i remember the first time i went over and my dad's like you sent how many texts man (laughs) say you don't even want to know nowadays which i mean goodness gracious Mm -hmm. how i would describe that i know a lot of like i know at&t and a couple uh of the providers actually have apps um that you can put on phones that like you can control your own teen's phone Mm -hmm. from your phone yeah well, that's wonderful. They have curfews where things close off at a certain time. Um, maybe if a car is moving or if the phone mm-hmm. is moving a certain mile per hour, yeah, it is deactivated. Speeds. All kinds of tools. And so those are things you can look at through your cell phone provider um, just to see what kind of limitations you want to put up to protect your team. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really It's amazing just how far these devices have come. And mm-hmm. I think part of that just – being smart in how you're trying to, to market towards parents, uh, mm-hmm. realizing some folks are just going to let them go. And, um, and man, I would just beg you, don't, because um, there's a lot I think you can learn about life from just how we navigate these things with our kids. And mm-hmm. these are big steps. And so, um, but, uh, and it is, it's a, it's a huge responsibility when you look at the kind of the dangers that are inherent to, mm-hmm. to the phone and because of the internet and, and, social media and uh and cameras and all this stuff that that we all know those stories uh but also you look at just again the investment you're making it's mm-hmm. a huge investment mm-hmm. in, in these phones these really these computers we're putting in our kids hands and so we've got to take that really serious well and, and i think in this day and age it's i mean i think it's safe to say almost impossible to go through life without a cell phone nowadays yeah, it'd, it'd be challenging it, because of the work, like the way it like helps your work life, and the way that workforces communicate nowadays. It you'd be hard pressed to find 
anybody in the workforce that didn't have some form of of cellular communication. Um, I I mean, when I was working like in college, all my schedules were through apps on my phone. It was like I was like clocking in and everything. And that's not something that I could have done. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it's inevitable. So why not make sure that we're, you know, approaching this properly? Yeah. From it, an, you know the onset. That's it, and we've said for years a part of our job as parents is to provide guardrails for our kids, right? Particularly while they're home, and and as our kids get older, as as they earn more trust, as our responsibility, just different things grow. Like our role and responsibility as parents is going to change as well. Some of this is just the guardrails, and so trying to keep the guardrails up that are appropriate and right for the season your child's in. And sometimes that's hard to see on our own. And so I think it is sometimes just beneficial. One of the things, just talking to other parents. That's one of the mm-hmm. things we ask a lot of people about. How do we handle this? What do we do with it? There's there's a staff member here at our church, our minister of communications, that was really beneficial, really helped me just literally walk through the phone and try to figure out how to set it up. So mm-hmm. i just tell you, if you're out there and that's one of the things, we'd love to talk to you about that. But Here's another pitfall that I, I would say, and we talked about this earlier, like I can talk about this because I'm not good at it, right? Um, sure. <laughs> but one of the things, and I think we all struggle with this, is limiting our own just use of our phones around our kids. Some of that is modeling, um, that it's just really important that we set the good example around our students. So oftentimes, you know, uh, it. my dad would joke with me at times and say, don't you remember, don't do what I do, do what I say. <laughs> and typically that was kind of when he caught me doing something, you know, like that I was following his modeling, you know. Yep. Um, and so I'm like, oops. So we have to be careful about that because we really do want to live a life of integrity in front of our kids. And so in uh, and, and some of that just – you know, we don't want to ask anything of them we're, we're not willing to do. And so if we say, you know, here are some of the parameters and guidelines, and I would tell you this, this is one of the things this very morning as we're going to school, and I just thought, you know what, I've got to be very careful even about my cell phone usage in the car because I'm only three way, three years away from my son driving oh, yeah. a car on his own. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I, we've really got it. And I think we do a good job of that most of the time. But, you know, there are times – that we don't do well at that, or it's like, well, this text really is important, even though, you know, we're driving, gosh, I hate to say that out loud, and it's now recorded and for the world here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've got to model things well, and, and some of that's just how we use it, but but realizing our kids are going to follow our behavior. If that's a really important thing mm-hmm. to us, whatever those things are, we've got to help with that. But then part of that is just creating cell phone free space right yeah. and uh, and I think a part of that is finding a time at night when we're going to say we're putting them away and um, and we do this well sometimes sometimes we don't but one of the things for us we've said like the dinner table is a non-negotiable like cell phones are down mm-hmm. it's not negotiable unless we get into a conversation or an argument and we're like no 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 we've got to look that up and so if, if Alexa can't tell us from the dining table uh, what the answer is sometimes like okay grab a phone somebody grab a phone check this out we look it up and then we we put the phone away so but you know uh, times we've done this on mission trips like um, like hey while we're in the car this certain period of time say that like in youth ministry hey no phones we're gonna we're gonna actually look at people and talk with our mouths and our voices Um, I think there's times like that we need to create space like that in our homes Hmm. and one of the things we do you know movie nights once a week at our house and one of the things we try to do in that is like hey no phones 
let's actually watch the movie because because mm-hmm. mom and I, you know, we realized oh, yeah. we're not really into this movie. So we sit over here and, and, you know, we're playing on our phones. And then when they're watching a movie we want to watch, when we get to choose the movie, and they're like, no, nah, we'll pick up an iPad or we'll do something else. But part of that, just modeling that well. But create space where we don't have those because that's yeah. one of the challenges we found, mm-hmm. I think, with our students in youth ministry is oftentimes, man, we could, if we could just sit and text around a table, and oftentimes students will, um, but we – We've, we've lost the art of just being able to sit and talk and have a conversation. So for some of that, we just need to create space for that in our own homes. And it seems I, that may feel extreme, but I mean, we have two different events that specifically students don't have phones. One's at camp and one is when we're in Costa Rica and we're in the middle yeah. of a, oh, a rainforest. Man, no rainforest. So mm-hmm. there is Nothing. no cell service, Jesus. even if you have one. But <laughs> every time students come back and say, wow. It, I just wasn't gift. distracted. I was just fully present, and uh-huh. I got to really connect with other people. And so if we start making those regular rhythms in our lives, what kind of impact would that have? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. Mental health-wise and relationship-wise. I don't know. Absolutely. I think it was 2017, 2018. We were in Costa Rica. First night, I remember, um, we, had, we had been in camp, and our phones were useless, I don't know, maybe four or five hours. And one of the first things out of one of our students' mouths that night was, I feel so much less pressure without my phone working. I don't wow. have to check it. I don't mm. have to worry about it. And I, I mean, Maddie, um, I will never forget that comment. And I'm like, it's been like a few hours. Right. And already it just, it gave those students some freedom and it just took some, literally took some pressure off of them. Mm. You know, crud down in Central America, just to not be able to check their phone or check social media or check mm-hmm. in on whatever, you know, the platform was that everybody's sure. trying to keep a, street going and they can always blame you know the location for those but it's okay for them to blame the parents too like it is totally okay for us to be the bad guys and say like sorry at nine o'clock your phone is off yeah Mm -hmm. you know hey can i I throw one last thing in that we've used that i think is important that we found with our child's phone and i'll stop is this what's your code word because we've one. got a code word that we have said, and we continue, thank goodness we haven't had to use it, but we've said if ever you get into a place in a situation where you feel like you need to get out and you need us to intervene, this is his code word. And he sends that word to us because we're like, it's something random and just oh, that oh, he like would he texts never you. know. And he texts oh, us, okay, okay. no questions asked. We call him and we will say, hey, we're coming to get you, or where are you? Whatever. And it may not be a bad situation, but it may mm-hmm. just be a spot. He's just like, I don't really think I want to be here. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, after all. That's but, really valuable. And I can say, you know, hey, we're on our way. And 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 he can say, turn around and say, hey, my parents have got to, they're coming to pick me up. And it's kind of out of his hands. Right. But I would tell you, that's one of the things we found. We haven't used it. Really, I hope we never have to. But I hope if he ever needs it, he'll use it mm-hmm. to text us the keyword. And that word means we're going to get him, no questions asked. We're going to step in, and we're going to just provide that that out for him. And mm-hmm. um, But my goodness, certainly, if he's ever in a spot where he looks up and thinks, I didn't know this was going to happen, or I've put myself in a situation that I realize I really shouldn't be here, mm-hmm. he's got an out. Figure that out for your, for your child. Mm-hmm. Like, make that available. Um, and that's not just for our girls. You know, sometimes we think about that. If our, if our daughter was on a date that – that a guy ended up being a jerk. Well, mm-hmm. that's all of our students. Absolutely. And we don't know what those situations can be, but I think it's something that the, the cell phone could be a great tool 
in case your kid needs you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think what what you are just now saying and what Chelsea was saying about like, uh, you know, it's okay to take away that phone sometimes. Yeah. And ultimately, like you said earlier, like the phone can be motivation and that's part yeah. of what makes a phone an asset uh, you know and perhaps maybe not as positive of a way as I really hoped it come off um, when I was in high school that was my parents quickly learned uh, you know we can't spank Tanner's bigger than us we're not right. going to spank Tanner we're going to take <laughs> his phone away yeah. and by golly it worked <laughs> please yeah you were like yes. please just spank me take it out on me do not take my phone um and i and I, i'm i'm sure that's more true than ever now um yeah, yeah, I think so. but you know phones are assets and like phones are a great uh resource for a teenager and they can help pass the time and they're a quick form of community quick and helpful uh form of communication that give teens access to nearly an infinite amount of helpful information and mm-hmm. when teens have a healthy relationship with their phones like i said they're an asset and it's That's something right. that we can certainly celebrate and live into um, yeah. but w- when we build these foundations and healthy respects for our phone not you know maybe not as a digit like chelsea was saying but more as a tool yeah um That's right. we can do some really positive stuff so uh, as we start to close uh, do you guys have any resources that we can give these folks that are listening oh yeah yeah chelsea, i'll start um so Mine really doesn't have anything to do with uh, cell phone usage, but it is a, uh, an Instagram account on social media. It's called Liturgies for Parents, mm. and they just post different prayers and like breathing and prayer exercises. They're specifically targeted at parents in different seasons, and so I have found them very encouraging, and so this is kind of one of those helpful and beneficial things that your phone can bring you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're just on Instagram as liturgies for parents. Uh, most recently, they posted one that was a prayer for catching your breath, and mm-hmm. I don't know uh, what your family season feels like, but I wow. know a lot of our students have come in and just been exhausted exhausted just Mm -hmm. just run ragged already and it's just september here well this is posting in october but um and so just a a really nice outline prayer for you to go off of Um, yeah yeah so it's a good resource i found this article from tech detox Hmm. um we will put the url in the show notes but um it's uh just goes through the different major carriers um for cell phones and the different ways that those carriers help try to equip parents um, with their teens' phones, the different apps that different carriers have and stuff of the like that uh, you can download and help have a little more, um, I guess, uh, oversight, uh, especially with a teen's phone. Great call. Like we were saying, different um, curfews, data limits, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I've got a couple, you know, my go-to is always a book. And I know sometimes you're like, ah, man. But uh, a couple of books, Andy Crouch is a guy who uh, actually has been here at our church. And several years ago, we had him in. Great guy. Um, He's got a book called The Tech Wise Family. And I I would tell you, just uh, (laughs) let's be honest. I don't agree with everything Andy says in this book. And some of it, I'm like, I'm just not willing to go that far but I think there's some great things you can take from this book. And so I'll tell you that um, some of you may feel like, nope, he didn't go far enough in what we should do. And some of you may be like, whoo, this is a lot. Mm. I, I'm, hey, yeah, it's a book. I, just because I read it and recommend it doesn't mean I agree with everything. The other one is by uh, Kara Powell. It's called Right Click. It's Parenting Your Teenager in a Digital Media World. Great book. 
I was telling y'all, there's another one um, that I've got that I was like, hey, this this looks really good, but I haven't read it yet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna not say that right now. But okay, it may end up in the show notes. Some people are like, fair, hey, here's fair. a tease. Come well, go look at the show notes because we'll you may it. find okay. there's a great book that man I'm not gonna recommend to you yet. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> I hope some of this was encouraging. And if you have any more questions about it, always feel free to reach out to us That's right. uh, here at First Baptist. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we know it gets hard sometimes. Remember that you aren't alone That's and that so it takes a village. It takes a village. Thanks for listening, y'all. Thanks. Bye.